Is this a test just to make sure the audio is good? They may take our life, <laughs> <laughs> but they will never take my right to be racist. <laughs> ah, freedom! <laughs> God bless Mel Gibson. God, God bless Scotland. Is this a is this a test? Or are we going? We're in? rolling. Oh, no. we're rolling. I on. said it was a test, but I lied. <laughs> That's the intro. That's the intro. Hey, listener. Cute music. How you been? <laughs> Cute music. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> Welcome back to Lord of the Folks, everybody. Ah, it's been so long. It's been a week. In a week. We've missed you, listener. Netherlands listeners. <laughs> I missed you, two Netherlands listeners. <laughs> Maybe up to three now. They told their friends we shit on the Scots in the yeah, show. And then they're like, yeah, these guys are cool. <laughs> these guys are cool, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And there he goes. Yeah. <laughs> there he goes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's got. Yeah. Oh. Well, thanks for tuning in, thanks for tuning listener. In. <laughs> speaking of speaking of bullying uh, other peoples. Yes. Guess what we're talking about today? Oh, if I were to guess, it might be some sort of superpower, like imperialistic government mm. raining down over maybe like their neighbor or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or just anywhere in the world, really. Anywhere, yeah. Yeah. I'm, how close was I? Right on the money, right baby. We're talking money. about Britain, baby. <laughs> the British in Scotland. Okay. And I actually, I had to scroll for this one because <laughs> while there were many an atrocity committed, yeah. They weren't the uh, most egregious ones. Yes. If you go on Google and you look up British atrocities in, Google will <laughs> <India>. auto-generate. <laughs> I saw India. That dozens. Was, yeah. yeah, Google atrocities in Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka, <laughs> atrocities the Congo. In... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. It's bad. It's rough. Yeah. Northern Africa. Ooh. Yeah. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah. Uh, but Scotland. They're neighbors, you know? They're neighbors. They just kind of lob them in. Not very neighborly of them. No, not at all. And we're going to get into that. I guess we can really start at the end of the Scottish Golden Age with William Wallace. William Wallace. You remember, I believe it was the death of, was it Alexander III? And there were, what was it, 14 possible lines yeah, of succession? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So King Edward mm -hmm. I decided, I'm, I'm in the running. I'm you know what? Too. Let's make that shit 15. Yeah, let's send an <laughs> army in. <laughs> Here's my fucking hat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that probably was the first. I mean, there was quite a bit with the Romans in yeah. the Iron Age from 100 to 400. But after uh, the CE veritable <laughs> collapse of the Roman Empire, they sort of withdrew yeah. a lot of territory. And Absolutely. They had a nice meat shield of barbarians between the Scottish and what would become. The Holy Romans. Yeah, absolutely. And like for the most part, Scotland really just fought within itself in the clan system. Pretty yeah. Much. Um, so for, you know, relatively, <laughs> Scotland's biggest enemy is themselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'll do it to yeah. you. Yeah. But yeah, really, the British really kind of started fucking him over with Edward I when he threw his hat in the ring. Yeah. So we talked about William Wallace in the introductory episode. Yes. Uh, and if you remember, it was the Battle of Stirling River, I believe. I got my notes right here. Yeah, I'll pull it up. Pull it the old. Let's see here. The Battle of Stirling Bridge. Stirling Bridge, that really solidified William Wallace as kind of the hero of Scotland. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the warrior the rallying of freedom. Figure yeah, for, exactly. Yeah. 
So he was really, you know, he was a big deal. Scotland, that was literally like, William Wallace kind of embodied kind of like the, the stubborn but independent nature of Scotland culture. Yeah, and a lot of their cultural icons nowadays are those symbols of the independence that they long for. <laughs> they really long for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so William Wallace, we didn't talk much about his death. But here's a pretty pretty gross thing to happen to him. So if you've ever seen the movie Braveheart, they kind of cut away before this this juicy part happens. <laughs> but he was hung, drawn, and quartered. That'll do and it. And his body parts were paraded through the streets of London <laughs> <laughs> as a great victory to Britain. <laughs> so there's William Wallace for you. <laughs> yeah, he got messed up pretty bad. This for sure did not help. England's cause, literally taking the hero of Scotland and and slicing him up and fucking yeah yeah parading his entrails, starking his ass around. <laughs> yeah, here comes the king of the north. <laughs> oh God, rest in peace. <laughs> it's like oh, I get the reference. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, at that point, Britain was always trying to get their juicy fat fingers into Scotland territory. Yeah, mm, delectable. Mm, lamb's wool. Mm. <laughs> mm, unwashed feet. <laughs> unwashed feet. <laughs> That's a reference to last episode, listener. Better listen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, the next biggest atrocity I have, and this is kind of the one I think we're just going to focus on. We might just call this one the Jacobite Rebellion. Um. Because this is probably the biggest British atrocity, and this was like the last battle fought on British soil against the Scottish. This is like you want to call it that, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> quote unquote battle. Battle. Um, okay, well, we can kind of start. This kind of happened. So the Battle of Culloden actually happened in 1746, um, but the Jacobite cause and rebellion had started long before that. There were two other battles before this that were Jacobite rebellions. Both of them ended poorly, believe it or not. Who would have guessed? Yikes. Now, for those of you who aren't sure what Jacobite is, basically during this time in, in Britain politics, they decided to have a constitutional monarchy. Uh, and this did not sit well with the Jacobites because they believed in, what is it, divine ruling, divine rule? Mm-hmm. That God appointed the king, not man. Um, and so overwhelmingly... People were like, no, fuck that. Constitutional monarchy. This is this is way better. Like, the people actually have a say in, like, what their king does. Uh, the people that did not vote for the constitutional monarchy were pretty much, like, laughed out of the room. Not literally, but, like, you know, they were made fun of for being, <laughs> for being pushovers. Cucks to the king. <laughs> <laughs> so the Jacobites were essentially trying to restore King James. Uh, Jacobite and, uh, yeah. There's, it's a dialectical difference in Scotland versus the Latin origins, but Jacobite essentially translates to James. So King James was, I can't remember if he was, I don't know what happened to King James. To make a long story short, Jacobites wanted to enlist the traditional senior ruling versus the new neopolitical constitutional ruling. Does that make sense? So that's kind of the Jacobite rebellion. It's the series of battles of them trying to like, instill the ancient ways of how they had been ruling. You can think of these as <laughs> the traditionalists, <laughs> the conservatives. <laughs> oh, I, I 
fub that up. But anyway, you get the idea. They were they wanted the the rule, the divine rule. You got anything? Um, just like how that has been documented culturally, mm. and then skewed by the very people they made the story up against. You heard the tale of King Arthur. Oh I've, yes, absolutely. Of course. Um, the original tale was very Scottish in nature, and King Arthur was believed to be based on a Scottish warlord, hmm. a historical figure How about himself. That? Yeah, what do you know? And it was about those values of a god-appointed king, mm-hmm. um, you know, one like destined to rule from birth, as opposed to who was it? Or what's his name? Morgature, Morgwire, Morty. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, whoever sort of assumed control of the realm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also included a lot of the, uh, like, pagan, you know, figures and stuff. Lady of the Lake. For sure. Sort of shit. There were druids. It's like a whole yeah. another realm, like he goes to in the older tales. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those, um, or that sort of version of King Arthur, that original version, was skewed by the <laughs> by the Christian British, <laughs> who then turned it into more of a tale, and that's where we get the stories of like King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table and King Arthur gotcha. and the Holy Christian Grail. Values yeah, where virtues. King Arthur, who already in power, we ignore. We don't really talk about how he got the power and how yeah. he's really like a symbol of like independence and God chosen <laughs> <Yikes. laughs> yeah, ruling. And it's like, oh, let me go find Jesus's cup. Gotcha. Yeah, the and, Holy Grail. Yeah, the Holy mm-hmm. Grail and shit like that. But mm-hmm. it's cool to see how in those Jacobite, Jack, Jacobite values, whatever, Jacobite, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, Were translated into, like, the stories that they tell. And how King Arthur was sort of like this longing for a just king, mm-hmm. seeing as, well, the kings of Britain were, weren't exactly just to the Scottish. Never. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Not once. <laughs> Not once. Huh. Wow, very cool. Yeah. So that's like it so King Arthur's originally like a more Scottish story that mm. was then Well good to know. Shot all over and stolen and then spread around and marketed for other purposes. Kinda wow. like every Scottish thing. Yeah. Literally <laughs> Say the Jacobite Rebellion. Commercialized <laughs> into the hit T V show Outlander. Outlander. <laughs> <laughs> they they do a good job of I mean, it's historical fiction obviously, but I mean the historical events are fairly accurate in that show. Mm. Um, but they focus strictly on the, the third battle, which is kind of the biggest British atrocity. And it's just kind of the saddest for the Scots. So that that's the one that lasted, what, an hour? Under or, an hour. Or... <laughs> under an hour. That's, that's what the documents read. That's a yikes. So, okay. It's 1746. There's this guy. Well, 1745. Let me set the stage. 1745. There's this guy named Charles. He's the prince of a would-be king through divine rule. Um, and so he's trying to go collect it, c- claim uh, Britain for his father. And to do this, he goes to Scotland, because Scotland hates British people. And they also kind of believe in this. I don't know. They don't like British people. That's the big reason. <laughs> so um, That's enough. Yeah, they call him the Bonnie Prince Charlie. He had a very pretty face. <laughs> Never seen more. He was raised in France, pretty much. Or he was born in Rome and then kind of traveled around, stayed at quite a significant time in France. I was going to say, that's, that's, uh, at least out here in America, that is a good move, is um, commissioning French people to join your cause on account of 
they don't like the British. <laughs> Booyah. It is known. Literally no one likes the British. No one likes the, it. Is, that has been a sentiment that is known to come in clutch, especially out here. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So with that, um, so he, he starts raising an army in Scotland. And the campaign is pretty successful at first. Uh, they take back a couple of um, towns. I can't remember the name of them. But, I mean, the moral, the morale is high. Uh, at this time, too, Britain is fighting, I believe, is it the Nine Years' War? Okay. So their main forces are occupied away from the north. And this, to the Bonnie Prince, is like, this is a perfect fucking setup for them to, like, fight back, claim their independence, and, like, instill the divine right of king. Yeah, they could just spit roast him right now. And, and... Exactly. Well, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> you... What happens next, I wonder? <laughs> so <laughs> Then what happens? <laughs> um, okay, so there was a man, his name was uh, Duke Cumberland, and he was entrusted to... Um, Cum. <laughs> Duke Cum. <laughs> this <laughs> is was, an academic show. <laughs> yeah, this is a show about learning. <laughs> so the Duke um, was entrusted to protect from northern invaders, pretty much. They got wind of the Jacobite Rebellion really picking up steam. So the Duke was like, okay, we'll go up and march and fuck them up. Um, and so he was pretty much the line of defense against Britain. Um, the Jacobites, on the other hand, were, you know, they were still collecting steam. Lots of people were on their sides for this. Lots of Scots. So they were collecting quite an army as well. This is the most fatal error that happens. The Bonnie Prince Charlie knows that tomorrow, oh, did I write down the date? That tomorrow, April 16th, is Duke Cunningham... Duke... Not Cunningham. Let me just start Tell over. it as it is. <laughs> the Bonnie Prince Charlie knows that April 16th is Duke Cumberland's birthday. And so he decides to march Scottish forces overnight for a surprise attack. Because they think they're going to be celebrating the Duke's birthday. Mm. The Duke, on the other hand, is not a dumbass and doesn't celebrate <laughs> his birthday during a war. <laughs> So he is ready and well-rested for whatever happens in the next few days. Dawn arrives. The Scots are there. They are disheveled. They are exhausted. <laughs> They've been walking all they night. Li yeah, literally all night. And, like, some of their forces are trailing behind because everyone is so goddamn tired. This surprise attack does not work well <laughs> at all. On top of this, too, British, the British forces have superior ground. Whereas the Scots right now have to kind of walk through marsh to get to them. And what does the Bonnie Prince Charlie do? Die horribly? He actually does not. But he sends his men to die horribly. <laughs> Straightforward. They are not in formation. They have no semblance of organization. It is literally barbarians running into musket Just, fire. What? <laughs> the dude's fucking on 24 hours of no sleep, running yeah. out of the mud. Yeah, exactly. And then they're just running into a kill zone pretty oh, much. Oh, God. A and they're wearing those fucking kilts, too. Yeah. So that's just mud on balls. Oh, oh yeah. And bayonets in balls. <laughs> oh, yikes. So, yeah, uh, some of the Scots actually do break the first line. But they are quickly and quite literally cut down by the second line <laughs> of formation. They didn't, <laughs> they didn't expect... <laughs> multiple lines i guess i don't know i mean it was it was just it was a massacre i i like how duke cumberland yeah knows that above all else the scots are fucking petty oh yeah and if they have to march their soldiers for a day straight yeah to attack you on your birthday, on your birthday. <laughs> they will happily do so <laughs> 100%. <laughs> 
100%. Even if it is a suicide mission. Oh, yeah. And it quite literally was. Approximately 300 British soldier died, soldiers died. And I believe it was two to 3,000 Jacobite soldiers died. Yeah, 10 to 1 odds. Not good. Not good at all. Yeah, especially when you don't really have the numbers advantage no, to they begin did not. with. Yeah, it was, yeah, he was not a good tactician, the Bonnie Prince. The Bonnie Prince escapes, as well as a couple others that saw, saw the way the battle was turning and just <laughs> hightailed it up north. The Bonnie Prince actually escapes Scotland. And he goes to France, lives there, and then lives out the rest of his days in Rome as a drunken, alcoholic, miserable mess of what could have been. He lives a sad life. <laughs> I probably would, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, after that, he tried a couple other times to give another Jacobite uprising, but, like, people knew him, and people knew what happened, and they were like, no, this is no. stupid. It's over. It's over. It's constitutional monarchy now. Peace. Yeah, nice try. Yeah. Um... On top of that, and this is the fun part for the British, <laughs> not so much for the Scots, the Highlands cleansing. Um, well, I'll just say this, and I'll let you take it away. I know you have some notes on this. Okay. But Duke Cumberland received a title for what he did after the Jacobite Rebellion called the Butcher, or uh-huh. Butcher Cumberland. Go ahead. Tell me about the Highland, <laughs> the Highlander cleansing. <laughs> it's more of a <laughs> more of a clearance <laughs> so you remember the uh, the stock market crisis 2008? yeah yeah. and there was like a housing crisis and yeah. lots of unpaid debts and mortgages and mm-hmm. things like that yeah lots of interest yeah lots of it was pretty much that but um, all of the highlands of scotland (laughs) and this was shortly after that uh failed is this was a thing that happened from 1750 to 1860 Mm -hmm. um and it was landlords who you know the wealthy elite of the highlands mainly the british people who you know kind of did what british do yeah um and it came in a, a number of like just waves of like different reasons or excuses to like kick the Scottish out. Yeah. Pretty much just like forcibly evict them. Mm -hmm. Uh, The first one was agricultural improvement. Driven by the need for landlords to increase their income. Oh, oh God. I see where this is going. (laughs) (laughs) Many landlords have a crippling debt. They were kicking the people out so that they could um, use the land for grazing and like try and get more agriculture Hmm. going in there. And that's where a lot of um, those cool scenic vistas of, like, some Scottish ruins, like stone ruins with the grass and the moss growing on them yeah. and stuff. It looks like they were just abandoned because they were. Yeah, <laughs> Because the literally. people who lived there were kicked out so that grass could grow over it and sheep could eat it. Oh, yeah. On top of this, this is just after the Jacobite Rebellion, but this essentially paves the way for what you were talking about. The Butcher Cumberland just goes town to town. And he's like, whatever means necessary, find Jacobite warriors and sympathizers and kill them. Just like town to town, they're slaughtering, they're raping, they're looting. Oh, yeah. A nice reward for beating the Scottish is just to really kick them while they're down. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so this, I'm assuming, I'm taking an educated guess here, does not help <laughs> what happens approximately 20 years after. <laughs> 
So sorry, continue. <laughs> That's good. It's relevant. You think the butcher <laughs> received the name the butcher? Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, I gotta live up to this. Yeah. Well, I can't, I can't be like, uh, like the good old Bonnie Prince. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be the Bonnie Prince. And not live yeah. up to my name. Yeah. Kill everything you see. Pretty much. Pretty much. He was the butcher. Uh, yeah, and ironically, too, this hurt his career in the long run. I could see it, yeah, because yeah. he was like nobility to start. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah. he pretty much just, I mean, he was more savage than the Scots could have ever been. Yeah. So in that in that regard, I mean, yeah. He earned the title, and he's now forever the butcher in history. It yep. was kind of badass, but for, the, for his life, it was kind of like, he wore it more like a, I don't know curse more than anything yeah i bet yeah <laughs> imagine trying to get laid your name is the butcher <laughs> yeah for real it's like Geralt of rivia but not nearly as cool yeah <laughs> okay so anyway okay so anyway mass that, evictions the highland clearances <laughs> um yeah so from like 1750 to 1850 they're like get out we need the land for grazing yeah we spent all our we spent all your money <laughs> <laughs> and you don't have enough money to like pay us rent yeah because they just kept jacking up like rent prices and stuff classic classic um the second phase was after this agriculture was done people were pretty much just like stuck in like what were called crofting communities mm -hmm. um and these were these like sound like internment camps kind of <laughs> <laughs> it was um because Scottish, the Scottish Highlands do not have nearly as much arable land as the Lowlands do. Yeah. It's a lot of, like, those rocky vistas you mm -hmm. see in movies and stuff. Yeah, big like, big hills, rocky hills with castles big on them. Big hills, rocky hills, castles yeah. on them. Yeah, with now abandoned castles yes. on them. Freshly grown, mossy ca castles. Yeah, mossy <laughs> castles. And um, <clears throat> crofting was just, like, sort of a way to maximize uh, the poor quality hill ground. Gotcha. That they were now having to oh, try God. and live on. Yeah. So now these, there's just like in much smaller crofting communities, as it were, where they like find like some decent fucking land to grow things on, and mm -hmm. like everyone just ends up there. Because if you're not going to Nova Scotia, you're fucked. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> and so those were. Excuse me. They lost the means to support themselves. <laughs> yeah, because too many people were there. Oh, <laughs> and on these little shitty lands, yeah, and they couldn't really do it. Um, so, assisted passage. Yes, so assisted passages mm -hmm. became the thing, and this is when landowners paid the fares for their tenants to emigrate. They pretty much were at the point where they were paying them to oh. fucking leave. Oh my god! Because like, not only are you just starving while you're here, but you're. You're using up my good land. Oh my god. You know. Wow. Beans, this sounds familiar. Yeah. Beans were a godsend to the English during the medieval period. Yeah. Because um, they were like one of the few crops that you could grow uh, multiple years in a row without the land going fallow. Gotcha. All the ones. Have you seen like the layout of your your like common medieval manor? No. Okay. <laughs> well, the farming layout be. is... You didn't have, like, the peasants didn't have a plot of land. They'd have strips of land in, like, different places. So, mm -hmm. like, if you had a backyard, only, like, one little row of crops were, like, your crops. 
Gotcha. And you also had rows in other people's backyards as well. Weird. Because different backyards were able to support different kinds of crops mm-hmm. and stuff. So you'd be like, oh, I'd go over here and I'd harvest my grain. I'd go over here and I'd harvest my other shit. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And like that. Um, but yeah, so they were able to grow beans to supplement that, but not so much in Scotland. <laughs> oh, yikes. Um, yeah. So famine was a big, a big concern <laughs> there. So that's, that's like phase two. They're literally like, we will pay you to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, this continued again through like 1860. It's yeah. just like mostly agricultural reasons. There was a something called the Year of the Sheep. I'm, I'm just going to go through like some of my favorite events okay. during this hundred year period. Sounds good. One of my favorite, the Year of the Sheep in 1792, tenant farmers from Strothersdale <laughs> <laughs> led a protest by driving more than 6,000 sheep off the land surrounding Arda. So, like, you want to give this land to the sheep? No. Damn. (laughs) They just shooed the sheep away. It was the first large protest over the clearances. So the clearances went on for 42 years before they managed to organize a protest, probably because there's people like the butcher running around. Oh, yeah. Shutting that shit down. With the clearances, too, like, you got to keep in mind that, like, what to be a Scot was horrible during this period oh yeah if you were part of a clan your chieftain was executed um if you wore a kilt that was outlawed you could be hung for that uh same with speaking like uh what is it gaelic gaelic or celtic i I think it's Gaelic. yeah anyway if if you were speaking the scottish tongue that that was an offense too like anything to be scottish was awful for that period of time it was essentially like the it was the murder of people, but I think more importantly, it was the murder of culture. Like, great Highland values and traditions are likely lost to time because of these events. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> this is this is going to be funny. when uh, <laughs> Not funny. It's like British atrocity, but they're riddled with those. But uh, Comedy. In regards to what we talked about last episode, the 42nd Regiment of Foot... <laughs> was sent <laughs> a foot that's what it's called mm-hmm. this um, is for the sheep protest this is for the sheep yeah. protest it was um let's see what his name was sheriff deputy donald macleod <laughs> reported the events to lord advocate robert dundas in edinburgh 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 asking for military help so the farmers are driving the sheep wow. off because the lords are impounding their cattle yeah. for daring to graze on sheep land that mm-hmm. they had been evicted from. And now the uh, and now the fucking foot division <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is being sent. Yeah. Um, and until they got there, just because the military presence in the highlands it can't be as high as elsewhere because I believe there's a revolution in France going on. That sounds accurate. Yes. And in the U.S. And in the, yeah. So they kind of had their hands busy. Yeah. To be worried, too worried about sheep farmers. That's mm-hmm. probably why the fucking, they had to call in the feet. Yeah. But the military eventually got there. Um, most of the protesters just fled. They know what, they know what British military means at this point. Yeah. Some were absolutely. captured. There's but, that generational trauma coming in Yeah. Already. But so the protest pretty much just like fizzled out almost yeah. immediately after the military showed up. Mm. They're like, just kidding. Just, just fooling around. Yeah. Please don't kill me. But um, <laughs> two of the protesters got shipped to Australia. <laughs> seven years <laughs> to get to Australia. Wow. 
What? I mentioned being convicted of a crime and then getting shipped off to Australia. Yeah, they get shipped off to Australia. <laughs> but they escaped. Whoa. Yeah. So I'd watch a movie about that. That sounds like a cool action movie. Yeah. Sheep like some thriller. Yeah, sheep farmers. <laughs> the sheep protest. The sheep protest. Yes. <laughs> but they escaped and the British were like too busy to track them down, so they didn't. And they just faded into history. Cool. Freedom. Independence. Yeah. There it is. Uh, I also enjoyed the Sutherland clearances. Mm. Um, the Sutherland being named by Elizabeth Sutherland, uh, well, not named by, but named after the Sutherland family, mm-hmm. um, by which Elizabeth Sutherland had inherited the entire estate when she was one years old. Oh. It consisted of about half the county of Sutherland, <laughs> and purchases between 1812 and 1816 increased it to around 63%. Mm. Um, so, yeah, and I mean, she was one, so she wasn't doing any of this shit, but... <laughs> That's... So people just like in the name of this one-year-old had purchased another 63% of his land yeah. and, and evicted it. So according to history, a one-year-old evicted so many people. <laughs> that was a... Imagine. That's a, that's a big flex. That's a mega flex. <laughs> <laughs> I did this when I was one. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine what I'll do to you now. <laughs> and then she married uh, some a duke yep. and uh, got more land. Good for her. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> Not really, I guess, but yeah. it's history. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but yeah, there were some resistances, but it was the same thing as like the sheep yeah. thing. They all just there was of... no full blown battle like the Jacobites. Yeah. Yeah. It was it's like Petty's. What, what's mm-hmm. the word? Uh, like malicious subordination or something? Nothing. Civil disobedience? Civil disobedience could be it. That's yeah. like protesting, but you're still like in the confines of the law. Yeah. But yep. you're just, you know. You're just not happy. Letting them know you're not happy about you're it. Being, yeah, you're being polite about it, but you're like, this is stupid. This is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was pretty much all they could do at this point. Hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's, Dang. yeah. I, I saw a quote. This dude asked, he was interviewing a Scottish person about their culture. He's like, so are you a Brit first? Or a Scot first. He's like, I'm a Scot first and a Scot second. (laughs) 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 This eventually ended when the uh, Highland Land League achieved land reform uh, through something called the Crofters Act. It didn't end it. It actually just sort of built on it. But in a way that it sort of tapered off the more aggressive... Like the aggressive eviction? Yeah, the aggressive evictions. It just kind of sealed the deal for the evictions that were already there. And this mm. was, a, this was a, I believe, post-First and Second World War. Mm-hmm. Um, it was basically to show that like they had the most unequal distributions of land in Europe and that returning veterans could not buy crops. Yikes. It was pretty much what, what mm-hmm. that was. And those crops, be, again, being... Um, the small amount of arable land. Yeah. Yeah. The very, <laughs> the unsustainable agricultural environment of the highlands. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Wow. It was like that. Damn. It was like, thank you for your service. Mm-hmm. You don't get to farm. You don't get farmland. <laughs> that, that is awful. Wow. Yeah. That's dangerous work, bro. What fun. Mm-hmm. I've got one, <laughs> it's not a fun fact, <laughs> but I've got one more thing, just like a, this is just like heavy. Let's hear Get it. Get ready for it. Let's hear, World I can... War One, the first Great War. First of all, I don't know if you knew this, but in World War One, with machine guns and mustard gas, 
England had cavalry, like men in armor and lances, charging into battle at the start of World War One. I. I, yeah, I knew horses. Horses were pretty popular until World War Two. Like a lot For of sure. the German Blitzkrieg, which they say was like tanks and stuff, was yeah. mostly like horse, horses. It was speed. Yeah, Blitzkrieg mean lightning war. Yeah, lightning war. So yeah. it was like horses and motorcycles. Yeah, this no, it was like gallant knights with lances <laughs> like heroically charging into battle just getting torn to shreds by trench trench guns and fucking machine gun fire yep brutal um but this is kind of a sad fact uh at the time of world war one by the time the war had finished one in three scottish men died in the war 33 percent of the male scottish population was killed in world war one silent generation yeah Fucked up. Fucked up. That's that's just war. World War One in general. There's no good side on that one. Yeah. Well, but, yeah. World War One really changed the percept the perceptions of what war was. It really was up until that point perceived as like this honorable yeah. thing, you know, for clan and country. Sure. And, and even still, I mean, like people, PTSD can be traced back to as far as like Greek days. Oh, they had yeah. a word for it. I can't remember the word, but it essentially means a longing for home. Like, they just wanted to go home after seeing so much bloodshed. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, World War One. I, I think it was different, especially because this was the time when, like... This was the first World War. World War. The Great War. Yeah. The war to end all wars. And not to mention, too, like, we started getting into more, like... <laughs> we got better at killing each other. Yeah. From, like, muskets, you know, just, like... Muskets and a, swords. A hundred years ago. To like literally, yeah, like automatic machine guns. Yeah, it's it was similar to how the Civil War affected, where the means of killing sort of outpaced the means of recovering. Yeah, we got shit like yeah, just the cannons and and medicine just couldn't keep up. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was too much, too yeah. much carnage, yeah. too quickly. Yeah, World War One. Who knew? Who who would have seen that coming? Yeah, that's so brutal. Yeah, and especially the reasoning behind it was like a duke died and, and just ally this, ally that. Yeah. Everywhere else. Very strange. Yeah. Weird times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, I wanted to close it off with a really cringy article that I found by oh, The cool. Guardian. <laughs> yeah, The Guardian. And let's go through. <laughs> let's go through some things. Okay. So this is an article from 2014. Yeah. Uh, on The Guardian. It's by Stuart Jeffries. Thank you, Stuart. Thank Shout you, out to Stuart, you. Stuart, for this. Um, and... <laughs> It's called. What's the title? Okay, so you know those like cringy BuzzFeed articles that you see around. This one is called "Dear Scotland." Here are seventy-six things we'd like to apologize for. Oh, Love England. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. The subtitle. That hurts already. <laughs> that really made me oh, yeah. cringe. This was around the time where there was that that motion going around for Scottish to vote for its independence again. Yeah. Tragic. Sub <laughs> subtitle: Hadrian's Wall. Culloden, the poll tax, Jacob Rees-Mogg. Yes, England has inflicted an awful lot of angst and pain on Scotland <laughs> down the centuries. But look, we still don't want you to leave. Oh! <laughs> and let's, let's, let's see. So all the things that England has done, let's see. Uh, oh, my Let's God. see what they fess up to. Yeah. That is so. Just the title of that is. So I had to cringy. click on it when I. Read oh it. my god! It's like I need to read this. Cringe bait. Cringe bait. <laughs> <clears throat> Number one, sorry for calling every last one of you jock. We know it's offensive, especially if you're a woman. 
They're, they're fetching up to fucking <laughs> nicknames. That's it. <laughs> and it's just shit like this for the whole article. Oh, please read it. Allow read me a to read more. you a couple of my favorites. <laughs> Sorry for being unpleasant about Susan Boyle. <laughs> Did you know that the multiple Olympic medal winning British cyclist, Sir Chris Hoy, was Scottish? You did? Sorry for only just realizing that. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> this article is straight up saying, we know you're not going to leave. We're just going to bully you. What the fuck are you going to do about <laughs> Oh my god. Oh. <clears throat> Sorry for, in general... Creating the racial stereotype of Scots as mean and dour and whiny, having terrible cuisine, and speaking incomprehensibly and drunk. <laughs> this has to be a joke. Stuart has to be just it trying to flame to it up. Oh, man. I, if I... He has to want him to leave. Yeah. No, I think he, he's like, you're not going to leave. <laughs> You're going to stay right here and I'm still going to believe you. <laughs> you jock. Call me the butcher. <laughs> Number 47. Sorry for the films of J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter books, in particular that one of the most imposing pieces of Scottish architecture, the railway viaduct at Glenfinnan, is now called the viaduct from the Harry Potter film. <laughs> Comma, woeful. <laughs> woeful. Oh my god. <laughs> Wow, dude. Number 66. So sorry for not liking Braveheart. We thought it was supposed to be a comedy. <laughs> Turns out it wasn't. Sorry. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. <laughs> that was good. Okay. My cheeks hurt me, from smiling so much. Let, let, me, let me just get to the last one. Yeah. Number 76. Ultimately, so very sorry for taking so long to say sorry. <laughs> it's just that we've done so much bad stuff. <laughs> No, we've had lots. We've had to say lots of other sorries before we got to you. <laughs> if only we'd been more like Ireland. <laughs> they only had to apologize for Jedward. Oh yes, and Christopher Berg. I don't. I don't know these people. Oh. But look, tell us what you need to sit. Tell us what you need to stay. A no peeking under the kilt law. <laughs> Is the outlawing of jokes implying Scott's the only deep fried Mars bars and scorn salads by means of a <laughs> prescription of hate speech act? <laughs> Done. <laughs> a 25 to nothing start in future rugby internationals. <laughs> Nay, brother, let's talk. Anything is possible. Except you going. We couldn't bear that. Wow. You know, we poked fun at the Scottish <laughs> quite a bit. But we also didn't genocide yeah. the Scottish for no one, no one pokes hard at Scotland as hard as the British do. <laughs> they poke bayonet they, hard. They, they pierce. <laughs> <laughs> wow, thank you for that article. Uh, yeah. I'm going to have to take a look at that. Yeah, I'll I send wanna, it to you. I want to see all the goodies there. Okay, well. All right, well, thank you so much for listening. I'm glad we could talk about this. Amen. Make sure to tune in next week when we come to the, the crescendo yeah. of our Scottish the discussion. The Kelpie. And we talk about the Kelpie. Yeah, I think we're also going to talk a bit about Nessie, too. We just feel like... We got to get Nessie yeah. in there. A couple of weeks. We're talking about rocks. Nessie yes. lore. Yeah. yeah. Cool. See how they got along. Yeah. All right. <laughs> they got along well. They hung out. <laughs> All right, well, thanks so much for tuning in. Let us know what cryptid or yeah. culture you'd like us Let to us talk know how about much you next hate time. Scotland. 
Yeah. <laughs> we want to know. Thank you. Peace. Bye-bye. Thank <laughs> you.